Welcome to Christian Assembly, a family church. Since 1930, we've been serving the communities of Western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia with the good news of Jesus Christ. With over 40 years of Bible teaching and ministry experience, Pastor Bill brings faith-filled revelation from God's Word. We believe with you, wherever you are, that God will inspire and change your life through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly, follow us on social media or visit our website at cafamily.net. Uh, this morning, I wanted to open your Bibles, if you brought it with you, in the book of James, chapter 5, verse 17. And I'm going to be talking to you about finished product or still in process. You will find that out this morning. I love this. Okay, James 5, 17 says, Elijah was a superhero. What kind of a translation is that? You correct me if I read wrong. Elijah was a superhero. Is that what it says? It says, Elijah was a man with a nature like, like what? Like ours. You know what? I like this message now. Now I like it. I'm not talking to religious people this morning. How many religious people we have in here this morning? We are transformed in Jesus' name. We are like uh, his image, okay? Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed uh, earnestly, it says fervently, that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Think about this power that this man who wasn't a superhero had. Think about this. He was a man just like you and just like me. I like that. You know what? There's only one place where you can find superheroes and that's in the mind of Hollywood. Last year I went to California. My kids and I I took my dad with me, and we were walking around, taking pictures, making videos, and beautiful city. I don't remember uh, seeing, you know, Superman, Spider-Man, Wonder Woman. I saw regular people just like me. That's something that they made up just to take our money. You know that? But in God's eyes, you are his superhero. What a difference. Now, let's see what um, Luke 10, 19 says. You read it with me. Behold, I have given you what? Listen to you. Behold, I have given you authority and what? To tread on, upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing nothing what so then why you are so scared when you were singing this song this morning what if something happened to me what if after singing this song this morning something happened to me nothing is gonna harm you you are protected 
You, you don't know how many dangerous things happens around you when you're driving around. When you go to your work. When it's snowing and you want your car to, walk, to go this way and it goes the other way. Especially for somebody who hates driving in the snow like me. Well, I'm prophesying this morning that winter is coming. <laughs> it feels so good being a prophet. I'm not lying. It was snowing last week. I, said, I just can't believe this. It's still fall and it's snowing. This is not a good sign. Well, praise the Lord with, with snow and without it, with rain, whatever it is, we're going to praise the name of the Lord no matter what. You know what? Just like I told you, superheroes are just in the minds of Hollywood. But when you start reading, you know, this Bible, you find there's so, there's so many men and women who made a lot of mistakes in their life. You know, the Bible is full of losers and winners. Oh, who's sitting down there? Lexi, on this side. We have losers or winners in here? Are you sure? Are you sure you can tell this to the devil? Can you shout it? What about here? What about here? Losers? Now we're talking. Now we are talking. You know how the devil wants, wants you to see yourself? As a loser. He lost everything. I mean, he had everything. What a privilege he had. He was covering God's glory. When I think about all the things that he lost, I go, how can somebody be that stupid? Think about it. And I want the devil to listen to this this morning. You are a loser. Here in this church, we are the winners. Yeah. We are the champions, my friend. That's what the world is singing outside. And what do we sing? Do we really believe that we are the champions? The world is not the champion. The devil is not the champion. You are the real champion. You know what? Jesus Christ paid the price once for you and for me. When I think about that, I say, oh, this is what I always say. Lord, what is it that you saw in me? I know that I'm a handsome Latino. I'm a good-looking guy. But what is it that you saw, Lord? Do you still love me even though I am not that faithful just like you are? And he goes, son, what are you talking about? I love you the way you are. There are some things that I don't like from you, but don't worry about it. I'm going to work on them. And you know what? He really knows how to work on, in, I mean, in our lives. 
When we're driving our cars, you know that sometimes when they get old, they make a lot of, a lot of noise. It's just like us. Well, not like us, not like me. When <laughs> I take that back. I don't want to offend anybody. But in the last weeks, I have, you know, my boss and I were working together in our department. And sometimes I go, oh, ah, oh, this hurt a little bit. Welcome to the club. And immediately I go and say, I rebuke that word. In the name of Jesus, I lift up my, my arm and I start, you know, praising the Lord. The Bible is full of men and women who made a lot of mistakes. And what if we take a closer look at some guys and you tell me if you identified with one of them. I'm sure this morning somebody's going to say, that's me. Don't speak it out. There's people around you. If you want to get in trouble, go ahead and do it. And these are the nominees. Take a look at this. Jacob. Who was Jacob? He was a what? Peter. He had a temper. David. He had an affair. Noah. He got drunk. Gideon. Was insecure. Thomas. Was a doubter. Elijah. Was moody. And this is the guy that we're going to be talking this morning. The guy who prayed and saw the fire coming down, he was a moody. Anybody can tell, you know, this guy just looked like me. Now, men, don't get, don't get mad at me and don't go, well, isn't that women didn't make mistakes in the Bible? Oh, yes, they did. Let's take a look at the nominees. <laughs> you know what? It's better laughing than crying. You see, it's possible to come to the house of the Lord and have a good time. You didn't come here to be entertained. You came here to give one more chance to your soul to be transformed to his image. And these are the nominees. Miriam. <laughs> Somebody say, shh, don't say it. <laughs> you don't have to be a woman to, to be a gossiper. Okay, I'm going to skip that. Sarah was impatient. Martha. She was worried about everything. Maria Magdalene, she was a prostitute. And you know what? The list goes on and on and on and on. Now, do you identify yourself, you know, with these, with these guys? Now, can I ask you a question? Are these superheroes? They are not. But you know what? For I know, the, the Lord in heaven goes like this. For I know the plans that I have for these gossipers, for these uh, murderers, for these uh, guys who are having an affair, and uh, all this stuff. You know, one time I was preaching in my church. And you know what? When you tell the Lord, Lord, uh, whatever you want to do, just do it. Just go ahead and do it. Here's your vessel. You can use it, you know, the way you want it. 
And I was preaching and I was, you know, I, 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 I was, I can tell you, almost 100% in the spirit. And I heard the voice of the Lord telling me, call all those men to the altar because I'm going to uh, release a word on them. And I called these guys. They came to the altar. The altar was full of people. And I was praying and laying hands on them. And then the Lord said to me, tell this guy that he, uh, he pretends that I don't know anything about what he's doing. But I know exactly what he's doing. Telling about this and this and this. And then I said, well, Lord, I, I take that back. I, I'm not going to. Oh, no, wait, forget it. I'm, I'm not, not going to say it. And the Lord said, you asked me to use you. So I went down there. I laid my hands on this guy. And I said, thus says the Lord. And I wanted to say, that says, you know, those says are nay. But it's the Lord who's telling you this. And once I prayed for him, he was crying and crying and crying and crying. And he couldn't stop crying. You know what? Whatever the Lord puts in you, just go ahead and do it. Even though it doesn't make sense. Even though it doesn't make sense. Just go ahead and do it because you are his vessel. He's looking for people who's willing to listen, obey, and move what is the reason, what is the purpose for coming to church every single Sunday? And I sit down on that pew, I take my, uh, one envelope, I take some couple of dollars, I put it inside, and I give this money. And then I come back next Sunday to do the same exact thing. I don't call that a Christian life. God wants to do new things in your life and in my life. He wants to do something new. You know what, every single day I am in a big expectation about what the Lord wants to do. We have to live like that all the time. Oh, but you don't know what I'm going through. Oh my gosh, I can tell you a bunch of stories about me. Beginning when the Lord told me to come up here. Why Pennsylvania and not Orlando where Mickey Mouse is? <laughs> Especially when you have a wife around you and she goes, You brought me here to kill me. Well, that wasn't my intention, but that, that would help a little bit. I'm just kidding. These men and women of God, they had to go through a process just like you and me. You know what? I am part of that process. For me to be up here, uh, you better believe me, if you laugh, when I say this, you're going to be in trouble with me. You laughed already. You're in trouble. When I see Pastor Bill, when I listen to him the very first time when he said that he was shy, that, you know, he wasn't good speaking, something like that. Is that right? I identify with him immediately. People, I was so shy. Like you will never believe it. I was afraid to talk. I was afraid to say anything, something. I was afraid even looking at, at a girl's eyes. And I said, you know what? I, I, I didn't stand myself. And I said, Lord, you have to do something with me. Because I want to be used by you. And the Lord started, you know, working in my life. And I think uh, 
he pushed me so much that I felt one time that I got delivered from fears, from that shy way that I was, I was being, I was acting, and I felt stupid. For me to be up here in this altar means a lot to me. You know what? Because I can tell people now that there is a way, there is a door, and that way and that door is Jesus Christ. That if he, if he did it for me, he can do it for you. How many things he has changed in your life? There's so many testimonies in this place. Think about that. God gave you authority. God gave you power. For what? To keep it? No. He gave you all that. He equipped you to be used everywhere you go. Not only in church. When you come to church, you come and tithe, give an offering, you praise the Lord, you listen to the message. But when you go outside, that's where the battle is. That's where you have to fight. That's why when you come to church from the pulpit or in your class or wherever you go, we give you weapons to use against the enemy. It's your choice. You keep them or you use them. I determine to use it. You know what? I only have one life to live. One life to live. Chuck, God gave you just one life to live. And the devil said, I have in these clothes. He is these clothes. He is these clothes. He's a big liar. Here you are, looking more handsome than I. <laughs> well, I take that back. <laughs> There's two agendas. God's agenda goes. For I know the plans that I have for you. And there's another agenda on the other side. The devil. Oh boy. I have my plans for you as well. And you better believe it. Whose agenda you're going to believe? You know that the plans of the devil is to destroy you? To destroy your life? To destroy your children? To destroy your ministry? To make you feel so miserable? Devil? In the name of Jesus, boom, give him a kick. Take him out of your house. You know what's your house? Not the place where you live, this house. Your mind. That's, that's the target. That's where he attacks. He's coming after your mind. And if he make you believe what he says, let me tell you something. You are in trouble. It is not that you don't feel the pain, but when you feel the pain, you declare God's word. It is his word is not your words. You are not talking about, about yourself. You're talking about the name of the name, the name of Jesus, the one who conquered the death, the one who stand up for you and for me. The one who has a crown in glory and the devil knows that he lost it. But that crown, that crown is waiting for you in heaven. Well, I don't want to wear it yet. I want to wait a little bit. What about you? There are so many things still 
to be done. Now, <coughs> these guys, the nominees that we were talking about, men and women, all of them committed a sin. And you know, we're not going to go through, you know, through details. But you know that sins doesn't come in sizes. There's, <laughs> I want you to listen to me this morning. Just because, just because you come to church and uh, you sit down on that pew and you give some money and you sing some songs. Buddy, that's not a Christian life. Maybe you are gossiping. Maybe you are doubting. Maybe you are not saying the right things. Maybe you are not sharing God's word with, uh, you know, your partners your friends, your family. Sins doesn't come in extra large, large, medium. Extra, extra, excess, what, what's that size? Excess, excess, whatever. They don't come in sizes, buddy. A sin is a sin and you have to confess it. If we don't confess our sins, he's not going to forgive us. I mean, there is no way. Every single morning when we go to work, me, uh, my son and I, we always drive this way. And I praise the Lord for that. Because every single day when we're driving this way, we lay hands on this church. And in the way we keep on driving, we know that Pastor Bill and his family live on the left. And we lay our hands in that direction. And then wherever we go, we're giving thanks and praise to the Lord for everything. Don't waste your time. If you feel like, a, well, you know what? I am not like you, a brother, like Pastor Bill or brother, whatever it is, that pray for three and four hours. You know what? I discovered that I can pray everywhere. I don't have to be in church to pray and sing. I can do it anywhere. One time I was in Vegas with my family, and we were flying back to Venezuela. For one reason, we lost our flight. And we had to pay like $2,000 to get th just three tickets. I told my brother, I'm not going to pay for that. Uh, you know, I'm not going to pay that price. And he said, well, we, we have to go to Venezuela. We, we, we've been out of Venezuela for more than two weeks. And I said, you know what? I don't think... I'm telling you that we're not paying anything for this. And my brother was telling me, well, how are we going to do it? And you know what? When the Bible says that if you get in agreement with somebody to do something, you know, believe that something is going to happen. And I said, the only thing that I need is somebody to get in agreement with me. And he gave me a look and I said, and he, he was just like, a, he wanted to say something like this. But you know why? I don't go to church that often, you know, just like you. And I told him, you know what, I'm not talking about church. I'm talking about you and me getting together, getting in agreement to see God's glory moving in our favor. So I said, you sit down here, I'm going to do the job. I'm going to climb up that mountain, and I'm going to get my axe, just like uh, 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 Elijah did when he killed all, all of these false prophets. And you know what I was? I went to the restroom. I sit it in the toilet 
You see what I'm talking about now? Oh, I only, I only praise the name of the Lord when I go to church. I'm going to say it again. I went to the restroom. I sat in the toilet. And I started declaring God's word. And I said, Lord, I, I have seen your glory. I'm not spending this $1,852 and these 32 cents. I'm not going to give not even one penny to these guys. And I believe it. I got out of the restroom. I went to talk to my brother. And he said, now what? He said, what, what are you talking about? We're going to see it. And he said, I haven't seen anything yet. Oh, my goodness. Keep on praying. I went back to the throne. <laughs> I sat down. And I started praying again. And I said, I'm not leaving this place until I get an answer. One hour after that, I got out. And I heard this. If there, uh, there was a, I think it was a flight attendant or something that works for the company. And she was talking to people and saying, you know what, if there's somebody who doesn't need to be, you know, in Miami uh, tomorrow, we're going we're gonna to be giving, you know, tickets away because there's people who need to go. And I was listening to that. And I said, you know what, he's making it. He made it. We flew to Venezuela and we didn't pay not even one penny and I told my brother the money you we were gonna pay for this guy for these guys now we're gonna we're gonna sell this more this money for the kingdom and he gave me a look and he said I don't have anything to do with this <laughs> and I said of course you do you you got an agreement with me you see what I'm talking about you can feel God's presence wherever you go you don't have to be here in Christian assembly. You don't have to be 24 hours praying. Just believe. Didn't I tell you that if you believe, you will see what? The glory of God. I want to see the hands of those who really believe that word. Do you believe it? Then start confessing that word. Start believing that word. Word. And you know what? It's going to come. Believe it from the bottom of your heart. And the Lord is going to move on your favor. Well, if you read about, you know, what Elisha did on Carmel. Is that how you call it? Is that the name of the mountain, Pastor? Carmel Mountain. All these guys, they were telling everybody, you know, that this is our God. Baal is our God and blah, 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 blah. All that, all, that, all that, you know, craziness that they were talking about. And Elisha, Elijah, he thought that he was the only prophet. And he was not. But you know what? The Lord said, even if, if I have to use just one guy <coughs> to show my power to these people, I will. And Elijah, Elijah he obeyed. And he, and he asked, you know, these guys, okay, let's grab these bulls. Let's cut them. Let's put them in the altar. Bring water, pour the water on top of it, and bring more water one more time, and for the third time, more water. And now is the time to show who is the real God. And you know the story what they were doing. They were yelling, going crazy, cutting the other bodies, 
uh, turning the you know the, the the clothes and everything, tearing you know the clothes, and uh, nothing happened. And then and then the prophet of God said, "Now is my time." I think that Elijah, Elijah knew what was going to happen, and when you know what's going to happen before it happens. You rejoice in the Lord, don't you? I know my God is going to do it. I know. You know why? Do you know why I know? Because I've seen it before. And when you have seen it before, you know that it's going to happen one more time. So what happened? What was the end of the, of the, the story? Fire. Fall from, from heaven and burned everything. And now was the time for the prophet to say, don't let him run out. You know what? If I was one of those uh, guys, I, I would have tried, you know, to do my best to get away. Because I knew what was going to happen. And then the prophet asked for an axe. And he started, you know, cutting heads off. One by one. One enough uh, uh, after another one and bring me this guy hey that tiny guy who's trying to get away bring him over here and these guys over here bring him over how many heads he, he cut off 450 heads think about that i mean being old i, uh, I, I saw my my grandma uh you know when she was a she cooked like a nobody uh could cook well except for this lady over here, she cooks like so delicious. I don't want to get in trouble. You know what? I saw her one time. We had a preacher from another town, and uh, she said, I'm going to cook um, chicken soup. And I was looking for the chicken. I, could, I didn't see it. She just went back to the house, grabbed a chicken. She, she was grabbing her, you know, the, the chicken by, by the head, and she just went, but I'm telling you, I didn't eat that soup that day. <laughs> Until this day, every time I'm going to, I'm telling you, every time I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have soup, I think about that poor chicken that sacrificed herself for me. One by one. And then what happened when he was done? There was a, an evil woman named Jessup. I'm telling you, there, there are evil women out, out, out there. I'm so glad that there's none in here. And this woman said, I'm going to give this guy 24 hours. And I'm telling you that the same thing that he did with my prophets, I'm going to do it to him. And you know what happened? Everything she said turned back to her. And she got killed. They killed her. And you know what? That spirit still moving on earth. The only thing that they found when, they, when, when the horses, you know, were stepping on her body were her hands and her feet. Is that a coincidence? It's not. That spirit still moving in this time. That's why we as preachers, brothers and sisters, we need to be aware of this and not give a chance to this spirit to move in our life 
in the church. That's why we need the prophet so much. Because the Jezebel spirit, it's after these prophets. Because she wants to shut down the prophetic, prophetic words. How many things the Lord has spoken to this church? And why the devil wants to destroy not only this church, this country. Oh my goodness. I've been traveling back and forth to the U.S. since I was 18 years old. I'm not going to tell you how old I am now. Okay, I'm 54. All right, I take it back, 55. But I still feel like a little baby. I still feel like, a, like 20. But you know what? So many things are happening everywhere. And we can see, you know, that the trumpet is going to sound any time soon. The Lord is spirit the times like you will never believe it. And I said, Lord, whenever the time comes, I just want to hear the trumpet sound. Going back to the list of our nominees, let me tell you something. They made a lot of mistakes, and they were transformed by the power of God. If you look at the life of Peter, how many times he denied Jesus? Three times. And he was walking with Jesus. He was eating with Jesus. He experienced everything, all his miracles. And everything. And he ran away. Like another coward. Just because he knew. That they were coming for him. To kill him. Now. Think about this. What if you were Peter. And you denied Jesus three times. And before you go. You look into his eyes. Those eyes looking at you, telling you, I spent so much time with you, teaching you the right way, and you leave me alone, and he left him alone. The enemy's attack for this time, it is so big, because he knows his time is getting shorter and shorter and children. I want my whole family to be safe. I'm praying for them. But they have to make their decision. Every one of us has something to do with this. But what you don't know my family, the background of my family, there's a lot of drunkards, uh, people who take drugs, prostitutes, and this, this, and that. You know what? The bigger the problem is, the bigger your God is. God is bigger than any situation. He is bigger. I want to close with this. Listen to me. We don't, I don't know about you, but this, I'm being honest, okay? Do you feel God's presence all the time? Do you? How many saints we have in here? It's only Pastor Bill and myself. Do you feel God's presence all the time? I'm going to be honest to you. I'm going to tell you, I don't. 
And I, I shared this one time, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the same thing again. It was in winter time. Tammy, can you come up here, please? It was in winter time. And it was so cold. And when you are a Latino, that you are hot all the time because, you know, you know how Latinos are, special people. But it, it was so cold outside, and I had to grab, you know, one jacket, another jacket, put my pants, socks, and everything, hat, gloves, and I still was so cold. And I did, I'm telling you, I didn't feel to, like I wanted to go to work that day. And I said, well, when you think that you have a wife and three stinking boys in the house that you have to feed, you don't have another option. You have to go. So I got into my car and I started driving. It was snowing like crazy. It was like everything was against me. I almost hit my car. I almost hit uh, two deer on my way. And I said, the, the, the devil is everywhere. And you know what I forgot? I forgot about praying that day. You know why it's so important to start the day with prayer? So tomorrow morning, when you open up your eyes, don't forget about this. Go ahead and say a little prayer. I'll say a little prayer for you. But pray! Stop complaining and pray! Stop complaining for what you don't have. Start giving thanks to the Lord for what He has been doing in your life. You have so many reasons to be thankful for. Isn't that true, Pastor Bill? If it wasn't for Him, you wouldn't be here sitting on that pew. If it wasn't for God, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't have these handsome men by you, seated by you. If it wasn't for him. And then, when I was driving in the middle of that storm, you know what it takes me 35, 37 minutes to get from here to my job? I made it in almost two hours. And nobody told me, nobody told me that that day we were going to have a uh, snowstorm. Nobody told me. Somebody was supposed to do it. I got his text like uh, two hours after that. And I said, what kind of a friend or brother I have? So, you know what I noticed that? I was the only one driving in the highways. Nobody else. Just me. And I said, I don't feel God's presence. I don't feel you, Lord. And I said, I want to ask you something today, Lord. Do you still love me? Even though I didn't pray this morning, even though I am complaining, even though one more time I'm doing what I am not supposed to be doing, if I am a preacher, I am supposed to live what I preach. Lord, I just want to hear from you if you 
still love me and you won't believe this once I was done with that uh, I petition my phone makes a noise I am not supposed to drive and talk on the phone or read my, my text but I had a male voice and this is what this uh, voicemail said. It was from a pastor who lives in Venezuela. And he always wake up in the morning by 3 a.m. Every single day. But if I wake up at 3 a.m. every single day, I'm not going to make it. And when I play that, this is what he said. Song. How many times do I have to tell you that I love you? Song, how many times do I have to tell you that I love you and I always will? I broke in tears. I started crying and crying and crying and I said, Lord, Forgive me for doubting about your love for me. You know what? In the middle of your storm, praise the name of the Lord. If you want to see the waters divided in front of you, praise the name of the Lord. No matter what no matter what your situation is oh but you don't know what the doctor told me yesterday last friday i haven't been able to sleep because now i know that i have cancer and i'm gonna die no that's the devil's lie whose report you're gonna believe i have given you power and authority what are you gonna do with that you tell me Okay, you came to church this morning, you listen to this message, and you go to your house and say, well, that was a good preaching. And then tomorrow morning, you know what? You're going to be, you're going to need this word. You need to refresh your mind and tell your spirit to wake up. To wake up. You know what? No matter what happened, God still loves you. He loves you with a never-lasting love. That's the reason why we are here. No matter what comes, I'm going to be serving my God today, tomorrow, and forever. Can you stand on your feet, please?